Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Influence by Design podcast. My name is Michelle Powell, and today I'm taking over the mic. So stay tuned. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. I'm so excited about this. And I think not only because you and I go back so far, like back to 2011, but also because we're both Adelaide girls. And yes. Yeah, so it's super interesting that we get to play today for this episode and maybe even bring out some sides of you that don't always get to come out in a little podcast episode. (laughs) I'm so looking forward to it and I'm so nervous. I have no idea what you're going to ask, but I know this is going to be great because you're right. We have known each other for a long time. We've known each other through lots of different, I'll say worlds, lots of different areas of our life. So this is, this is exciting. Two little Adelaide girls that are doing big things and having a chat. And that's a part of the evolution too. It's like, who would have thought way back when? And two little ladies from Adelaide with big hearts and big dreams. And here we are. <laughs> I know. And we didn't even know each other in Adelaide. So I, I'm looking that's forward the to this. funny piece too. It's like we didn't even know each other back when we actually lived in South Australia. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I think that that's something that's been beautiful to watch over the duration that I've known you thus far is watching some of your evolution. And I feel like maybe with some of the questions I've got aside for you today, I'd love to start there with unpacking a bit because I know that you've shared a little bit about coming from dance background and you and I met in the wellness background, Mm -hmm. but I'm curious as to with your evolution How did you go from dance and wellness and PT and all of that? What pulled you into business? So what's really interesting in this is whilst those were the niches that I was in, I was always in business in those niches. So I started my first business, which was a dance studio when I was 20. So whilst dance was the thing that the business delivered, I was still in business. And then we opened up retail stores that were in the dancewear industry. We were obviously still in business, you know, went into personal training and really went into wellness in a big way. We're still business. So business has been the golden thread that's been woven through everything. And what was interesting is that when I was in the wellness industry, I was running retreats and those retreats were for people that really wanted to have a more enjoyable life. So we would go away in the beautiful Barossa Valley in South Australia and we would have these, you know, we would meet Friday night and have drinks and, you know, dinner. And then we would do these Saturday, Sunday retreats and we would go into nutrition and movement and meditation and breathing and relationships. And one of the things that we touched on is your career or your vocation, how you're making your money. And 
the question that came up and the question that people would always leave the retreat with the most was, okay, I've got a handle of all this other stuff and I don't love my job. I don't love what I'm doing. Can you help me with my business? And what happened was through these retreats, I started coaching and mentoring people how to start their business. And it got to the point where I had more business. I had so many business clients. And at the time I went to my mentor and said, so I've got all these business clients and I'm helping them start their business and I'm helping them get their website up and blah, blah, blah. You know, like, should I do something with this? And he looked at me like I had two heads and just went, are you serious? You've got that many clients and you haven't even tried? Like, do you enjoy it? And the thing was that what I realized at this point was that business was the passion. It didn't matter which industry that I was in. It was the thrill of growing and building a business and helping people that I loved the most. You know, if I would, you know, meet up with people at networking events or or conferences, it was always to do with business. So it just, it naturally happened. It's like the universe just threw it in my lap. It knew that that's where it was meant to be. And I was just so blonde that I hadn't even noticed. So once someone said to me, well, you know, what do you want to do? And I thought about it. I thought, well, actually, I love this. I love what I'm doing. This is what I'm here to do. It made it so easy because I already had clients and I was already there. I love that. And I actually didn't know that's how it evolved too. So I think that's really cool because I was always curious as to whether it was a part of your calling, like you were called, like that intuitive pull to help people with business or was it an evolution, so to speak? So that's yeah. really interesting. So with you just going, okay, in your words, too blonde to realize <laughs> it, when you got there, did you just know, like did you get that listening to your intuition, listening to the call, so to speak? Were you like a full body, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do? Like how did that evolve for you? This is a really interesting question. I've actually never been asked this. So let's deep dive into this because when I first went down this route and I decided that I was going to put a group coaching program together. So I'd been coaching people for a while. I was like, let's put a group coaching program together. And we used to run four conferences a year when we could, you know, catch up and be in a room with everyone. You remember those days? Oh, those good old days. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely loved it. It was a it was a full body, yes, this is what I love. This is what I'm meant to be doing. But in the back of my mind, I still had this, do I really know what I'm doing? Like, what if it was actually a mistake? Like, what if I fluked building a million dollar business? What if I really don't know what I'm doing and I just got a lucky, you know, like the lotto ball dropped out. Like, what if I actually have no idea what I'm talking about? So I always had this in the back of my mind. And business is such a massive topic. And I think right at the beginning, I thought that I needed to know all the answers. As I've progressed in this, I've realized, no, I don't. If someone says to me, you know, what's the best, you know, setup to set up our business? I can't even think of the word I'm thinking of. That's how unaccountant I am. But, you know, do we go for sole trader or do we start a company or do we do this? That's not my expertise. 
but this is some accountants that I can recommend go and speak to them because they'll be able to to help you but back at the beginning I was like oh like I would get really hot under the collar like oh I should know this I'm meant to know this so I used to get really really nervous about this and back in one of our early conferences I had someone come and speak someone that I highly highly um, look up to still is a, a very good friend and I work with him as a colleague and he came and spoke and that night over a few drinks he was like you know when I first saw you I was like who's this chicken what makes her think she's so good and I can tell you that rocked me to my core for probably two to three years where every time I walked into a conference I had this oh my goodness who am I he was saying it just as fun he's had a couple of drinks and it just came out in retrospect looking back at the conversation and we've spoken about it since it was more like I was like who is this chick she's rocking it I can't believe where she come from but what I heard and what I allowed it to mean was who does she think she is because she's no good and that actually took me a lot to get through and it did actually hurt my business a little bit because my confidence was so shaken now I've really stepped into I don't have all the answers. I don't know all the answers. I never will have all the answers, but there's all these amazing people around me that have got so much expertise and experience in their zones of genius. And let's all come together and do something amazing together. So it wasn't an easy journey to step into that. And I think that I don't think I've ever spoken to an expert that hasn't had that journey that they start to question themselves like, do I really know the answers? Maybe I don't. Maybe this was just a fluke, you know. And when we do know a lot about a topic, we also realize that there's so much that we don't know about a topic and that can really shake us as well. You know, I remember saying that to my dance teacher back when I was studying for my associate diploma in classical ballet. I remember saying to her one day, every week I come and every week I realize there's so much more to know. I said, I've been, you know, studying for this for three years and I feel like I know less now than I did three years ago. And she went, perfect. You're ready for your exam now because it's just, you know, letting all that. I can't think of a nice way to say it. There's been, you know, I'm thinking of movies, you know, where they just say you've got the, you know, you're young and you've got this air of confidence about you that's really a bit dumb, you know, because you don't know. So it's interesting that when you get to a certain expertise, a lot of people almost feel like they've got less knowledge than what we did back in the 20s, in our 20s, because we don't, you know, we, we had nothing to compare it to back then. Yes. And there's this conscious awareness too of the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's the thing. And so when you specialize in something, it's like, you know, so much, but you're also aware that you don't know it all. Mm. And so did it almost feel a bit like imposter syndrome at the start? Oh, 100% it was imposter syndrome. Like I used to walk into these conferences and just think to myself, is today the day I'm going to get found out? Mm. But the funny thing is, and, and I don't know if anyone else has this, we have this imposter syndrome. I still get it. I don't have it at the level I did back then, but I still get it now when I post things or when I go get asked to speak to a group or when I go on a podcast. You know, you still have these feelings like of inadequacy. But at the same time, if someone goes, do you know your topic? You're like, oh, hell yeah, I know my topic. I know it inside out. So it's really bizarre that we have this imposter syndrome, but at the same time, we know that we know our shit. Yeah. It's still weird to me that these two can cross over. So, yeah. 
It is an interesting juxtaposition, isn't it? But do you think that even though you experience like that imposter syndrome and have those moments, because let's face it, you're human, so we're all going to have them. I know, have human moments. It's a pain sometimes. How horrendous. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But even in those moments, do you think that you always followed, whether you want to call it your calling or those pulls or your intuition? Like, did you know that this is what you're supposed to do? Mm. I think, and this is really, this is so interesting because with everything that I've done, I've always had that pull with everything I did. Like it was so bizarre that I even went from being a dance teacher and I still owned my dance studio and was running it full time when I did my certificate for in fitness. And I was even looking after clients at fitness first while I still had the dance studio. So I've done all these things in my life, but I've always had a calling to do them. And that was probably the one of the biggest ones was going into fitness and health and wellness. I didn't even know why. It was just, I had this feeling or this calling and I just sort of picked up the phone and, you know, rang a few people and just went, oh, let's just find out about this. So I always, always have followed my gut. I think that when I was younger, I tried to override it with my logic a lot more than what I do now. I think that in the last 10 years, And it definitely happened after I got divorced and it was like I completely lost myself and I had to shed all the crap that came with that and all of the stuff that I really got back to who I felt like I authentically was and just went, you know what, I've got to stop letting my logic override. As I've gotten more into human design and I realise that we do make our decisions in our body, we should be making our decisions from the neck down but we make it from the neck up where, you know, we obviously we're still using our logic to work through things and think about things, but the actual decision-making process that it's not even the end process, but the process of making the decision to go to the next thing that happens in the body. And now I've really got the hang of that. It's a lot, lot easier. So yes, I always have followed my gut and my intuition, but as I've gotten older, I'm allowing my logic to get less in the way of that. I really love that. And I think that's a beautiful reminder too, because we've been taught how to think. And I don't believe we've had enough maybe lessons Mm -hmm. (laughs) on how to feel instead of overanalyze everything and be that logical, linear because that's not not life. Mm. And I know from myself, even with um, studying hypnotherapy of more recent times, I actually had no logical. I didn't even want to do it. I didn't know why I had this pull and Mm. my whole body was like, you have to do this. Mm -hmm, And it wasn't mm -hmm. until day one when I was in the room and I was like, oh, now I know why I'm here. So glad I did this. But if I'd rationalized that to myself, be like, well, why would you go do a course and get qualified in something that you're not feeling is your thing, but sometimes you don't know until you do. If that Absolutely. No, let me give you an example of that. That just dropped in then and I have never thought about this before, but I feel like that this is the perfect story to share. So when I was a PT, I decided that I was going to go do a massage course, but I never actually wanted to do massage. So I didn't actually know why I wanted to do it. I love learning. So I just kind of went with it. I am now married to my amazing husband, Leon, whose love language is physical touch. 
So I give him massages and he's like, oh, my God. Like he just is just like, oh, I love you so much because I give him these massages because I learned that. He's the only recipient of these massages in my whole life. I feel like it was the universe just put it there because it wanted my relationship that was 10 years down the track to be amazing. So yeah. I think that we don't ever know why, but we have to we have to pay attention to these cues that the universe gives us and we, they don't need to make logical sense. Doing massage back then made zero sense, but I was just like, oh yeah, I really want to do that. Let's do that. And I really enjoyed the course. But when I walked back in the gym, oh, there was a couple of clients that I gave a massage to every now and again, but it, was, it wasn't a core offering of what I ever did. But I'm super glad that I did it because, and I think Leon's super glad I did it too. <laughs> I, I'd say that he is. I really <laughs> it's almost like the universe leaves those little breadcrumbs for you and then it's up to you whether you pick them up or not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. And I kind of feel like that's important to, you know, ask about yourself because I know for myself and so many people that we've met in our little hemispheres, everyone sees you as this incredible business guru, which you are. (laughs) And, you know, maybe they want to borrow your brain for the day or they want to pick your brain because there's so much that you have to offer, but there's also so much more to you than that because you've got this intuitive ability and you've got your astrology and human design and everything like that. And so because I've seen you do this journey of adding more and more of these beautiful pieces of your puzzle Mm -hmm. into everything that you offer, I'm actually curious to ask, what are you working on within yourself at the moment? Oh my goodness. So, and you know how much work I do behind the scenes because we've done some really deep courses together. The kind of courses that what happens at the course stays at the course, some really deep stuff. There's no words for the depths of stuff that we've done. (laughs) Absolutely. And they're the kind of courses that no one in our workshops ever talk about outside because no one would have any clue how deep we go. And that is something that is really, that I'm really passionate about. We've got this one life. I also believe in past lives and we come back and, but this particular life, this is the only chance that we get in this body at this time with the people, these people exactly as it is now. So I want to show up as the best person that I can be and have the best experiences that I can. So I'm always working on things. I am always studying. So, you know, our theme or my theme for this year is wealth. We set a theme for our year and wealth to me isn't just money. That is definitely part of it, but it's about health, wellness, finances, business and relationships. So it's, it encompasses all of that. So definitely I have been looking at all sorts of retreats to go on with Leon because he is absolutely the love of my life. Like I've never experienced a relationship like this in my life. And I was just talking to another friend one day and I went, you know what? We don't know what we don't know. What if this could be even better? 
Like, what if we could explore this? So I've been looking into some retreats for us to go to, some tantra retreats that we're looking into to go and strengthen our relationship. Well, not even strengthen because it's amazing, but explore what it could potentially turn into. Definitely uh, lots of human design work happening behind the scenes. Always, always, I always have a business coach and a marketing coach. I have for over 15 years now. So I'm working behind the scenes on all sorts of things to really grow our business this year and have started working with some people to really look after our finances because I'm hitting that age where we need to make sure that we're being going to be looked after into our twilight years. So, you know, really making sure that we've got our finances set up so that can look after us. So there's a lot happening behind the scenes as always. And, you know, from a personal level, there's always there's always some sort of manifestation challenge or, you know, some deep sort of inner work that I'm doing. So I'm doing a manifestation challenge at the moment and um, always reading lots of books too. So buying books and, you know, just exploring all sorts of different modalities. I can't sit still and I'm never happy with the status quo. No, that's something that I really love and admire about you. It's like, it's almost like if life was a game, you're constantly leveling up. You're like, okay, next <laughs> level, come on, I've done that level, let's do the next one. Well, do you know what's funny about this? I was just saying to someone else the other day that I do feel like my life, can you remember the old Donkey Kong game where he used to yes. throw the the, um, the barrels down the thing? And I said, I almost feel like my life's like this Donkey Kong game where it's just like, I, you know, I did the first level and I jumped over a few barrels. I'm like, yeah, I did it. That was hard, but I did it. And it's funny that the more I'm leveling up, I feel like the more barrels are coming and you think that it's going to get easier, but it doesn't. It gets harder because you're just going through that next layer of the onion, the next layer, the next layer, the next layer. You know, we've had COVID jump, you know, put in our way in the last couple of years. I felt last year was probably one of the most challenging years that I've had in many different aspects. I said, yeah, I'm kind of ready to to keep leveling up, but yeah, with less barrels. <laughs> I like that. And I, I think that that's important to share too, because so many people look to you to have all of the answers and that you've got everything resolved. Mm. And it's like, well, actually, no, you're still always leveling up and it's never that you're problemless, but you've potentially mm -hmm. got better quality problems because you've put the hard yards in. Yeah. I've never really thought about better quality problems. I just think that Whenever we reach a new level, there's a new challenge. You know, it's that quote, new level, new devil. It absolutely is. There's always going to be something else. And thinking that it gets easier is just telling yourself a story. Definitely the same problem gets easier, but another problem will come in. And I think that thinking about these more as challenges or learnings or in the last few years thinking of them more as experiments so taking away that negative connotation of oh my god i can't do this this is so challenging and so hard it's more like all right so we've got this new challenge let's have a go like what are the different ways we could deal with this and and trying to have more fun around it and trying to get rid of this pressure that i used to put on myself and i see so many people do it I think that could be an age thing. I don't know. It could be from talking to so many amazing people on this podcast because chatting to all of these people that I interview every week has certainly helped me as well to see different perspectives of the way that things are. But really in the last few years, understanding that 
there is going to be challenges, but to to have more fun with them. And I know that's something that you're really passionate about. It's like, it's got to be fun. Yeah. There's a silver lining in everything. And if you're looking Mm. at doom and gloom and it's all negative instead of there's silver linings in there for everything. And I like that bringing fun. I I say, you know, bring that play in as well. So it's pretty aligned. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We've only got one go at this. So yeah, yeah, let's do it. So with following your pools and that evolution too, what got you into human design? Like how did that come about into your hemisphere and how did you know that this was another thing that you had to move down? Yeah, because this is probably the one of the biggest pulls I've had toward anything. That didn't make sense. Pull toward, attract, whatever you want to say. We all I know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> exactly. So human design first came into my world sometime in the last 10 years, like maybe eight years ago, the first time someone said, you have to, you know, do this thing and you go here and you get your chart. I'm like, okay, let's do it. I'm always in for, you know, what's this new thing. And I remember downloading it and looking at it going, hmm, what do I do with this? And then I was Googling, trying to find books and, you know, eBooks or any, anything. And I really couldn't find anything that made any sense. So I'm not sure if it just wasn't the time or if back then it was not spoken about as much, but I really couldn't find any information. So I just went, that's not for me. Over the years, it came up different times. I remember going out for dinner with a friend and he'd just found out that he was a a sacral generator. And as sacral generators, we make decisions by using sounds like uh uh-huh or uh uh-uh. And it's something that, you know, you and I have spoken about. And I remember sitting there and he was reading the the menu and he's like, do I want fish? Uh Uh-uh. And I'm sitting there looking at him like, what the heck are you doing? I'm just going to pretend that I don't know you right now. Like now I realize what it was at the time. I had no idea. So that kind of put me off a bit because I thought it was a little weird or a little bit odd. And it has come up a few times since. And every time I would look at these body graph charts and think this makes no sense to me. And then a couple of years ago, I heard a podcast episode and I don't know what pulled me in, but I stopped. I can remember it so vividly because I was just listening on my phone and doing something else. And I literally stopped and I was so engrossed in this episode. And it was like, oh my goodness, there's something in this. And I put a post up on Facebook and got in contact with a friend of a friend and she was talking about it. And I said, I've just got this really strange feeling that human design could be this last little tiny thing that I need in my business to help my clients really understand their purpose and understand more about themselves and the kind of business they're trying to create. And she went, oh, that's human design 100%. And that's, she went, just get this book. And I got this book and seriously, I was just like in it for days without coming up for air. And I went, oh my God, this is it. You know, I felt like it was the last little bit. And so you know, that's when I started experimenting with my own life first, started getting like some really amazing results, started working with a couple of clients. At the beginning, I would just reach out to people and say, hey, look, you know, would you be interested in a, in an unpack? I just want to, you know, trial some stuff. The second ever unpack that I read is one of the people that sends me clients every week because it changed her life so dramatically. It was the second unpack I'd ever done. And she's just like, it changed her life so much that she refers me clients every week. That's what I love about it. It's been so impactful, not just for my life, but for my clients. And really, I'm so passionate 
in human design from the perspective of if we're all living in alignment, imagine how different the world would be. Imagine if we're all doing what we love and we're all doing it with love, which has always been my driving force before, and it still is. It's like if business owners are living in a life that they love, then that changes them, their relationships, their relationships with their children, with their friends, like the ripples of impact. And all of a sudden, if we can start to build a big enough swell that there's less hate in the world, like that's pretty big. So that's where this has come from. And I just, I feel like with everything else that, you know, that I got that little tap on the shoulder from the universe at a time when she knew that this was exactly what I needed. Mm, I really love that for you too. It's funny how it was sort of in your stratosphere for that amount of time. And it was almost like it needed to build to that point where it made sense and mm. then it was ready to be, you know, birthed into your business, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really interesting. And so you said that it's impacted your life in what do you think it's impacted the most with when you did your human design, maybe even initially, like what do you think was the biggest, oh my goodness, finally that makes sense. What was your Mm. that? Oh, I mean, that's really hard because human design is such a big thing. I feel like I'm going to be going down the rabbit hole of my design forever. I don't think it's a (laughs) finite ending because we're always learning more and more about ourselves. Mm. I think if there was the biggest takeaway would be how I make decisions. Mm. So like I said, I'm a sacral generator, so I'm meant to make my decisions in my gut. And now understanding how that feels and i feel that instantly and i'm very aware of what it feels like it's very easy for me now to say yes or no to people where before it was a yes to everyone because i didn't want to let people down or i would think about things logically and go yep that makes sense i should definitely do that without noticing that my body was giving me a a cue of I don't think you should be doing this now, Sam. Or sometimes I would get the feeling of this isn't the right person to do a collaboration with or, or, you know, do a project with, but I'd still go into it because I didn't want them to dislike me or I didn't want to upset them. Where now it's like, actually, it's a no. And that doesn't mean it's a no forever, but for now it's a no. And let's just, you know, keep the conversation going. It might turn into a yes down the track. But for right now, it's a no. So I think that would definitely be the biggest change. I think that's actually quite a massive change. And for those listening, like being able to trust your own decision making and find where your yes and your no is so you can live that authentically, that's life-changing just in itself. Well, I can just add on to that. I'll tell you what's even more life-changing is that my husband, Leon, is an emotional authority, which means that He doesn't feel it straight away. He needs to ride the emotional wave. So where before I would put pressure on him and go, oh, come on, babe, like, is this a yes or a no? Now I truly understand that he doesn't know if it's a yes or a no. He needs to sleep on it. He needs to ride this emotional wave. And that the times where I did pressure him into giving me a yes, 
And then he would retract that down the track because he was like, ah, I can't do this. Realizing that it was me that pressured him into living out of alignment for himself has been a huge game changer for us because now he understands why I make decisions so quickly because he used to think, oh my God, like he was sort of of the impression that like I didn't consider things properly, if that makes sense, that I was just kind of hot headed. Now he understands that I am able to make my decisions like that. And now I am able to understand that he makes his decisions like that. So there is so much more ease in our relationship in understanding the way each other works, that it's a lot better. There's a lot less of changing our mind or trying to change each other's mind. Mm, That's a really beautiful aspect too, because it's an understanding of your relationships and not just with yourself, but with those around you. And that I think that allows for more flourishing in all aspects. Absolutely. Well, our human design doesn't just know business or it doesn't just know relationships. It knows our design and our design is you know, in all of our life, we don't have these category. We put this stuff into categories, but it's actually not. It's just one big, huge bucket of life. <laughs> I like that. The life bucket. That's now <laughs> what we're calling it. Yeah. One bucket of life. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fun bucket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm all for the fun bucket. <laughs> I love that. I want to just throw and one more question in that isn't in sort of relation to business or human design or, you know, what you do for work. But I want to just to sort of finish off today, bring in a piece of you that maybe you don't get opportunities to speak about as frequently. And so I'd love to ask what lights you up and what are you passionate about outside of what you do for work? Mm, Well, I come from a dance background. I've danced for, I can't remember my life before dance because I was so young and I grew up in a dance studio and I would always be pestering my mom, like, I want to pick up that extra dance class. Like, I was always dancing. Obviously, I had a dance studio for 20 years and I love all aspects of all creativeness. So I still love to dance. If I'm in a bad mood where some people love to punch a punching bag, like I would just rather go into a dance studio, put the music up really loud and absolutely like, you know, just get into it. One of my PTs along the way, her name was also Sam. She was, she had a dance background as well. And I would just message her and go, can we dance today? I've had a bad day. And she knew me so well. We would go into the group fitness room, shut the door, turn the lights out. And we would actually not speak for a whole session and just like dance it out. So dancing is definitely something, but other parts of being creative, like I actually love to draw. I'm really bad at it. No one ever sees my drawings, but I do love to draw. I love to scrapbook. I love to get photos and, you know, journal about them and make those pages look pretty. Again, don't talk about that a lot, but scrapbooking is something I really love because I enjoy to create stories and memories around pictures. And I love looking back at some of the scrapbooks that I've created from when, you know, Connor was a baby, you know, he's 22 now. Um, And just remember some of those funny pictures or stories that I may have forgotten because I've journaled and, you know, made the pages look pretty and put little notes everywhere. I love to be creative and that's a, a part of my life that I'll never, never, never leave behind. And I love that. I feel like that's really beautiful. And 
because you're so big on creating your business around your life, it allows you to do those things that you love, whether it's dancing or scrapbooking and doing all of those creative aspects that set you on fire, which means you get to be all of the beautiful pieces that you are. Oh, thank you. I'm going to jump in for two secs because I do really admire you. You're a lovely friend. You are shining your light in the world. And for everyone that's listening, I would love them to stay connected with you and look more into what it is that you do. So can you share where people can find you and stay connected with you? Yeah, I'm in all of the usual places, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, all under the same handle, The Michelle Powell. Or you can head to my website, it's www.themichellepowell.com.au. We'll put all of those links in the show notes, but definitely stay connected with Michelle. She's amazing. She's doing amazing work in the world and she's just such a beautiful, beautiful person. And Michelle, thank you so much for doing such an amazing mic takeover today and for being such a good friend for so many years. Uh, Likewise and right back at you, darling. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other coaches and experts who are growing and scaling their business too, come and join the Coaches Course Creators and Speakers group on Facebook. The links are all waiting for you over at samanthariley.global.